Welcome to the sermon podcast of Faith Lutheran Church in Oregon, Wisconsin, proclaiming the historic faith of Christ crucified and the promises of God that our faith clings to. For more information, visit us online at faithlutheranoregon.com. Heavenly Father, sanctify us by the truth. Your word is truth. Amen. In the Nicene Creed, we confess the Holy Spirit to be the Lord and giver of life who proceeds from the Father and the Son. When the triune God created the world, the will of the Father spoke, and it was. By the word of the Lord, the heavens and earth and everything in them were made. That word which the Father spoke, as John tells us, was the second person of the Trinity, the pre-incarnate Christ. And yet, there was still something missing. The universe that was created by the will of the Father through the word of the Son was still devoid of life. But the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, the giver of life, was also there. He was in the beginning proceeding or coming forth from the Father and the Son, hovering over the waters giving life to the world. When God created Adam, Adam was a a pile of clay, of, of dust. That is, until God breathed into Adam, and Adam became a living being. And that breath is the word for spirit. The life of Adam, the life of every person, of every living being, is the work, the breath of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the Lord and giver of life. So, what place does the Holy Spirit have at the death of Jesus? The writer of the Hebrews says this, Christ, through the eternal Spirit, offered himself without blemish to God. This is really remarkable and profound. This means that through the eternal spirit in whom there is only life, Christ ceased to live. Through the giver of life, Christ gave up his life. But to really understand how remarkable this is, we need to understand a little bit more about the work of the Holy Spirit. St. Basil the Great once gave this marvelous summary of Christ's life in the Spirit. He said, Christ's coming, the Holy Spirit proceeds. The incarnation, the Holy Spirit is present. Miraculous works, graces, and hearings through the Holy Spirit. Demons are expelled. The devil is chained through the Holy Spirit. Forgiveness of sins, union with God, through the Holy Spirit. The resurrection of the dead, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Tomorrow is March 25th. If you're counting, that's nine months until Christmas. On March 25th, the church celebrates the Annunciation to Mary, the announcement of the messenger, the angel Gabriel, that the Holy Spirit would come upon her, the power of the Most High would overshadow her, and the Holy One to be born would be called the Son of God. Nine months before Jesus is born, 
Jesus is conceived by the Holy Spirit. And throughout Christ's life, the Father and the Holy Spirit are inseparable companions to Jesus. God is, after all, triune, always united. So when we get to the death of Jesus, the Holy Spirit is present. Ancient church fathers confessed, Unus de Trinitate passus est. One of the Trinity suffered. And if one person of the Trinity was there, so all were present. But we also confess, Unus ex Trinitate mortuus est pro nobis. One of the Trinity died on our behalf. God really died. God really died, but not God the Father, not God the Holy Spirit, but only God the Son. And yet, the Holy Spirit was there, is there. So what is he doing there? The Old Testament sacrifice is what Hebrews refers to as the blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a heifer were always offered through fire. Fire consumed the sacrifice of the Old Testament. Fire was the means by which those sacrifices were carried up to God. It's no coincidence that the Holy Spirit is called a consuming fire. And at Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit is poured out on the believers gathered in Jerusalem, above their heads are tongues of fire. In Judges 13, as Manoah and his wife were watching the flame consume the sacrifice, something wonderful happened. As the flame rose from the altar toward the sky, the angel of the Lord, that's Jesus, ascended upward from the altar in the flame. And so too, as Christ, the Lamb of God, the once-for-all sacrifice of the entire world is offered up on the altar of the cross, he is offered up through the eternal Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the medium through which Christ's sacrifice was carried up to God. Through the work of the life-giving Holy Spirit, Christ's sacrificial death is well-pleasing to God. And this does something to us. By the one perfect sacrifice of Jesus, God has also made perfect those who are being sanctified in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit makes me holy. He sanctifies me, me with, with all of my sin and filth and guilt, everything I have done that I should not have done and everything that I did not do that I should have done, all of my unclean works, the Holy Spirit sanctifies. He makes holy. The writer to the Hebrews also says that Christ offering himself up to God through the Spirit cleanses our consciences from dead works so that we worship the living God. We prayed earlier the words of David and the words of, of Psalm 51. Do not cast your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me by your generous Spirit. Only a person who realizes that they are dead in their trespasses and sin, that they were not born good and living and able to come to God on their own, but rather brought forth in iniquity and in sin conceived. 
Only those who are in the pit of despair over their own condition can have joy in God's salvation. Because they have returned not only from, from merely being minorly inconvenienced by sin, but they have returned from death to life. They've been converted, made alive by the power of the Holy Spirit, by the message of the cross, the death of Jesus. It's why we confess, I believe that I cannot by my own reason or strength believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to him. But the Holy Ghost has called me by the gospel, enlightened me with his gifts, sanctified and kept me in the one true faith. I cannot bring myself to life. I cannot bring myself to faith through which I inherit eternal life. So this is the work of the Holy Spirit. He brings to life through baptism, through the gospel and Christ's body and blood in the Lord's Supper. The Holy Spirit alone is the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. The Holy Spirit makes the death of Jesus my own. He offers it up as a pleasing sacrifice to God, and he lets us partake of that same life-giving blood. Of course, Jesus' history does not end in death, but the gracious life, the glorious life of Easter. The Holy Spirit, through the resurrection, Paul says, declares Christ to be God's powerful Son. It's the proof that Christ is eternally begotten of the Father. In his resurrection, Christ himself receives the gift of life from the Holy Spirit. He receives the gift of the Holy Spirit. Christ is the first fruit of all who have fallen asleep. Like a seed dropped into the ground, it springs forth life. That life proceeds from the Father and the Son to you and me. The Holy Spirit pours out in abundance His gifts on the whole Christian church on earth. On Easter Sunday evening, Jesus breathed on His disciples and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone his sins, they are forgiven. So let me declare to you now, by the command of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit, in the death and resurrection of Jesus, your sins are forgiven. Through the blood that you receive, through the words that you hear, through the baptism washed over you, you are forgiven. And wherever there is forgiveness, there is life and salvation. You have life given to you by the Lord and giver of life. And you have the joy of God's salvation by His generous Spirit. This is why St. Paul can say in Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I, I am now living in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. The Lord and giver of life takes the life of Jesus and gives it to me. So I now also have a resurrection like his. So I now know that at the last day he will raise up me and all the dead and grant me and all believers in Christ eternal life. This is most certainly true. Through 
through the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen.